this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. All aboard! Ben, you are on the USS Montana. And it's time for a history lesson. We are about to embark on the biggest campaign in the history of the world, part two! Noah, you were supposed to get two of every animal. I got two chihuahuas, two Pekingeses, two pugs. Actually, I got three pugs. Don't tell God. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, March 6th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Creed 3 stepped into the box office ring and emerged victorious. The sports threequel starring Michael B. Jordan, who makes his directorial debut with the title, and franchise newcomer Jonathan Majors opened at the top spot at the domestic and global box office. It earned $58.6 million across North American theaters, a best for the franchise, and a worldwide total of $100.4 million. Majors ruled the box office this weekend. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania followed in second place. The Paul Rudd-led superhero flick that served as Majors' big-screen Marvel debut as Kang the Conqueror earned an additional $12.4 million at the domestic box office, bringing the total to $186 million. Be sure to check out EW.com for Majors' reaction to that movie's unfavorable reviews. Elsewhere, Elizabeth Banks' horror comedy Cocaine Bear came in third, Snorting up an extra $11 million. Elsewhere, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Swordsmith Village had an impressive debut at number four, opening with $10.1 million. Jesus Revolution rounded out the top five with an additional $8.6 million in its second weekend. Place those pizza orders. Seth Rogen has assembled the ultimate voice cast for his forthcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Micah Abbey will voice Donatello. Shimon Brown Jr. is Michelangelo, Nicholas Cantu is Leonardo, and Brady Noon is Raphael. While Jackie Chan will voice Splinter, John Cena will be Rocksteady, A.O. Edibiri will voice April O'Neil, and Rogan himself will be Bebop in the computer-animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. The star-studded voice cast of the Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon movie also includes Giancarlo Esposito, Maya Rudolph, Paul Rudd, Hannibal Burris, Ice Cube, Natasha Dimitriou, and Post Malone. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem arrives in theaters August 4th. Rachel Ray will soon cook her final meal. The food icon's eponymous syndicated daytime talk show has been officially canceled and will end with its current 17th season. The series cancellation arrived on the same day that host Rachel Ray announced that she was launching her own production company, Free Food Studios. In a statement, Ray said in part that she will introduce and develop new and upcoming Epicurean talent on all platforms via her new company. 
Isaiah Washington, the actor best known for his portrayal of Dr. Preston Burke on Grey's Anatomy, has announced his retirement from the entertainment industry. In a tweet last week, Washington said, quote, It is with a heavy heart and a sense of relief that I am announcing my early retirement from the entertainment industry today. Those who have been following slash witnessing my journey here on Twitter, as he called it, since 2011, all know that I have fought the good fight, but it seems that the haters, provocateurs, and the useful idiots have won. Washington made headlines back in 2007 when he was fired from Grey's after he allegedly called his co-star T.R. Knight a homophobic slur. Even as recently as 2020, Washington reignited his feud with former co-star Katherine Heigl about what went down on the Grey's Anatomy set. Drama aside, Washington continued to work on shows including The Hundred, P-Valley, and even returning for a season 10 episode of Grey's. Most recently, he played Bass Reeves in the film Corsicana, which it seems he's now declaring will be his last. And Tom Sizemore, an actor best known for his roles in Heat, Saving Private Ryan, and Black Hawk Down, died Friday following a brain aneurysm. He was 61. Sizemore was hospitalized early February 18th after he collapsed at his Los Angeles home. He suffered from an aneurysm that occurred as a result of a stroke and remained in a coma, according to his manager. Throughout his career, the tough guy actor worked with several of Hollywood's most celebrated filmmakers, including Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Catherine Bigelow, David Lynch, Oliver Stone, and Michael Mann. Sizemore's credits, which span over 200 movies and TV shows, include Blue Steel, True Romance, Where Sleeping Dogs Lie, Natural Born Killers, Born on the Fourth of July, Harley Davidson, and The Marlboro Man, and Passenger 57. Sizemore is perhaps best known for his performance as Sergeant Mike Horvath in Spielberg's 1998 World War II film Saving Private Ryan. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, folks, we are moving by leaps and bounds for our number three pick today. On the new episode of Quantum Leap, Ben leaps onto a naval battleship in the middle of a war in 1989. The waters are amongst the most dangerous in the world, and there's no way of knowing who will survive each day. Here is a sneak peek at the episode where Addison and Ben find their footing and realize they're under the command of Addison's father. I always knew you'd look great in a uniform. Oh, Addison, I know I say this a lot, but it is... Really good to see you. I thought I had left into the middle of a war. Where am I? Uh, we still don't know. Ziggy's... Ziggy's running slow. Yeah, if I ever started a band, that's what I'm naming it. Yeah. But the weirdest part is, all of this feels strangely familiar somehow. Was I ever... Like you were in the Navy? No. But you are in my world now, so this shouldn't be too hard to figure out. Okay. You are Commander Rossi. He called you op, so I'm guessing you're the operations officer, and you're on a battleship, so, you know, it narrows it down a lot. Men, there is no such thing as peace. Only pauses between wars. <laughs> I know that speech. He's quoting one of the Navy's all-time great. And in those pauses, hundreds of skirmishes that never make the papers. Addison, what's wrong? We are the tip of the spear. We protect the greatest nation in the history of history. Let that honor sink in. Let that honor be your guide. Ben, you are on the USS Montana. This is Captain Bill Drake. 
And that is my father. Well, the stakes are higher than ever. By the way, Brandon Routh guest stars as Commanding Officer Augustine on the new episode of Quantum Leap tonight at 10 on NBC. It's trivia time! Today marks the start of the special four-night Hulu event, History of the World Part 2. We'll have more on that in just a bit. But first, Mel Brooks. He is the brains behind both the second part and the 1981 movie where he played which role? Moses, Comicus, or King Louis XVI? Stick around for the answer. Fans of rap, pop, country music, and One Direction are in for a treat because our next pick is the season premiere of The Voice. Now, this season is OG Coach Blake Shelton's final one after 22 seasons on the show, the longest anyone has occupied one of those spinning red chairs. And this season, he'll be joined by returning coach Kelly Clarkson and new additions Niall Horan and Chance the Rapper. I sat down with the foursome to chat about the new season and, among the many topics, which coach Niall would choose if he had competed on this show rather than X Factor, and whether Blake's season 23 strategy is paying off. Take a listen. All right, Blake, we have uh, seen you um, playing the It's My Last Season card in the blinds. It's your last season? Um, Wow. I guess my what I'm wondering is, what's your success rate in using that to get people on your team? Uh, a hundred. Uh, I think it was a hundred percent. <laughs> uh, because my team's full, so I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have any empty spots. So I, I think it's a powerful thing for people to hear um, and impactful. Mm. Uh, well... You know, is it? Do you feel like he's playing the like the guilt trip? Oh, I, he is laying it on thick with the whole "it's my last season" thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of gullible people. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, you guys could say it's my first season. So are yeah. you using that to your advantage? No, we actually. He said it that much that we ended up saying it's my last season. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us had said at one point. We tried it. My last season. <laughs> um, so Y'all we kind of went along with that because it was working for him so well. Mm-hmm. As he said, he's got 100% record. Yeah, well, um, you've got to use whatever you can use in these blind auditions, you know, and and over the years I've used things like my cat just died uh, or it's my today's my birthday. You know, I've used that a lot. Lies. Uh, so strategy. Yeah. Niall, if you had auditioned for The Voice instead of X Factor, which coach would you have chosen? Ooh, hmm. that's a really good question. Wow. I think to be honest, I think I'd go with Kelly. Really? Yeah. Yes. Because I'm not that technically good, and Kelly's very good. He always she says that. Me. He's been saying this. It's not true. All right. So the whole of America's going. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson's not a good technical. No, I'm singer. saying. I'm saying like you're. You should give yourself far more credit. Like even when we were doing the coach song. The coach song is so good, and it took us a minute to land on one. Everybody sounded so cool, and we all sounded very different. But it was like it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, Kelly and Niall both have new music coming out soon, and they teased that there's a possibility 
they'll perform their new tunes on the show. Anything can happen. Catch the season premiere and the first round of the blind auditions on The Voice tonight at 8 on NBC. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch? We'll be right back. Hey, folks, it's Hunter Lewis, editor-in-chief of Food & Wine. This fall, we're launching the new Food & Wine Classic in Charleston with our partners at Southern Living and Travel and Leisure, and we want to see you there. This incredible three-day culinary experience will showcase the hospitality, food, drinks, and culture of one of our favorite cities in the country. Join us September 27th to 29th to learn more from iconic chefs, share a glass with innovative wine experts, and get to know Charleston with one-of-a-kind experiences curated by the experts at Food & Wine, Southern Living, and Travel and Leisure. Tickets are on sale now at foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. That's foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. See you down in Charleston. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Buffy the Vampire Slayer premiered 25 years ago on March 10th, 1997. It starred Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy Summers, who, of course, slays vampires, but also has to deal with the ups and downs of teenage life, like friendship, drama, acing her classes, and finding the right guy. Speaking of, Geller recently posted a throwback photo on Instagram of her and Pedro Pascal from an episode of Buffy with the caption, When Mother Met Father. She's up on the lingo, y'all. And Pascal had a sweet reaction to the post saying she was such a kind scene partner and we had the best time. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is available to stream on Hulu. It's a sequel 40 years in the making. Today's number one pick is History of the World Part 2. History of the World Part 1, the 1981 comedy starring Mel Brooks, finally has a follow-up, and it's premiering across four days starting today with eight episodes on Hulu. We'll travel around the globe and throughout time and space to learn about the most important events throughout history. We'll see Nick Kroll as Judas, Taika Waititi as Sigmund Freud, Seth Rogen as Noah, and Wanda Sykes as Harriet Tubman. Danny DeVito is the patriarch of the Romanov family, a.k.a. the Kardashians of Russia. Here's a sneak peek. Ah, kids, why the long faces? We are not inbred like the Habsburgs. We are the Romanovs. We only sleep with beautiful relatives. Ew, Dad, boundaries. How long is this revolution going to last? I want to go back to the Winter Palace. This merchant's house is so last season. It should be a matter of time before we are reinstated as the rightful rulers of Russia. The people love us and what's not to love with our leaky blood and weak bones. <coughs> oh, Lord, the prince is getting sick. What else are we going to do? We wrapped his scrotum in garlic bulbs like our family doctor prescribed. Speaking of, where the devil is he? Did someone say the devil? Who farted? Oh, my dear Rasputin, the only mystic in Russia that I trust with my medical and political advice. Ah, Rasputin, I heard some noble stabbed you. A mere tickle. Rasputin, our son Alexei's health declined, and we're in desperate need of your healing powers. Mm. Oh. Okay. Up. 
Spazima, Spazima. Follow my hand. Me, 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 me. Okay, so my diagnosis is that your son's body is being hunted by Moldovan demons. <gasps> Moldovan. Anything else? That about covers it. I'm off. Long leave the Ramonovs. Ras Putin. Who'd have known he'd be my favorite Putin? Ah, the White Army. It's about time you've come to escort us to the Winter Palace. Well, this star-studded cast runs deep. It also includes Jack Black, Sarah Silverman, Josh Gad, Kumail Nanjiani, Quinta Brunson, J.B. Smoove, Hannah Einbinder, Ayo Edebiri, and Jay Ellis, among many others. You will not want to miss this historic occasion. The four-part event, History of the World Part 2, starts today with the first two episodes streaming now on Hulu. finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Mel Brooks wrote, directed, and starred in 1981's History of the World Part 1, playing which role? Moses, Comicus, or King Louis XVI? Well, that would be, it's a trick question, all of them. The talented comedian played five characters total, also including Jacques and Torquemada. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive Executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to watch?